This is Christ, Culture, and Coffee, an apologetics podcast to help equip Christians to engage the culture through biblical, critical thinking. Hi, I'm Tyler, and with me here is Robbie. Hello. And today we are going to talk about abortion even further than what we had already discussed. Yep, expand a little on last week. Yeah, just grow from that. And uh, we're going to be talking about the sled test and um, just different reasons, uh, even more so than what we already covered in the last podcast as to why abortion should be considered the unthinkable. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Um, Before we get to that, because this is Christ Culture and Coffee, though, we have a coffee tip. This is a little bit of a, a different kind of tip than we normally Mm -hmm. do. Usually we talk about uh, having quality coffee, Um, but today we wanted to talk about something that we really enjoy when when it happens to us. Yeah. Uh, I have a friend, uh, a good friend named Jeff, and whenever he goes anywhere, he goes on vacation, or even when I've been with him and we've been out at different places, uh, he always buys me a new coffee mug from from wherever we've gone. And recently he just gave me a mug that he got when he was up in Colorado. He gave it to me oh, that's cool. uh, actually last night. And uh, yeah, dude, like I love coffee mugs. Like yeah. they make me happy. So every time he gives me a coffee mug, man, it just brings like joy to my heart. That's awesome. <laughs> like, first of all, <laughs> my friend thought about me. He bought me something cool. He bought me something he knows I'm going to use, right? Yeah. Uh, it's not going to go to waste. And so th- the tip kind of for today, I guess, is buy your friends coffee mugs. Yeah, it's great. I've, it's a lovely thing awesome. to do. Yeah, I mean, I've, I get, uh, I mean, a coffee mug is a great gift for my mom. She loves coffee all the mm-hmm. time. So that there's that. Um, I mean, I remember my sister got her one, uh, um, one year for her birthday. I mean, okay. I love coffee mugs. I my roommate freshman year in college, we did like a secret Santa thing. And uh, um, so we didn't know, like, with between all six of us uh-huh. uh, roommates who got us what gift. And he got me a little uh, Rocket Raccoon mug because oh, I cool. love Marvel and Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And I love coffee. And this was a coffee mug that looked like Rocket Raccoon. That's so cool. it was great. Yeah. That's really cool. I remember one time um, one, of, one of my students here at the church, he gave me a, a, a coffee. Like, it, it was um, not a mug, but a... What are they called? It's a coffee mug, but it's like a traveler. Oh, like a flask type. Yeah, Yeah. type thing. But it was a French press in your mug. That's cool. So, yeah, and it it was cool because it came with a lid that was just like a regular lid you could pop open and drink out of. Or it came with the other lid that was a French press. So you could grind the beans, put them in, put your salt in, water, and make your own French press in your singular little, like, tumbler. That's awesome. It was really cool, man. So um, I guess the coffee tip is just... Buy your friends coffee paraphernalia. You can't go wrong with that. I've never had anybody buy me anything coffee-related and thought, this is a lame gift. It's a great <laughs> gift because I drink coffee all yeah, the time. Um, one of the hardest things about getting new coffee mugs, I will say this, is getting rid of the old ones because we don't have enough room in our cupboard. That's right? a big <laughs> so It's kind of like a sentimental issue with like yeah. getting rid of it. But a lot of times we just have old junk we've had since college or you know, um, just some, some stuff we bought as a set that doesn't really matter. So we yeah. don't mind taking that down to goodwill. Um, but uh, that's that's one of the downfalls. But man, I love getting coffee gifts, and people people give me you know gift cards or mugs, and man, it always just brings me joy. So if you have coffee loving friends, you cannot go wrong with buying them coffee. Spread some coffee love. Spread the coffee love. That's what we're <laughs> about here today. So that is your tip for today. Buy your friends coffee stuff. 
Yeah. And hey, Tyler and I like coffee yeah. stuff. So if you want to, you know, send us something, we're more than happy. Oh, please send to them. accept. And, that. I mean, heck, we <laughs> we haven't uh, confirmed this completely yet, but we've been even thinking about uh, getting Christ Culture Coffee mugs. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. I think yeah. it'd be fun to drink out of. Maybe we can make it available to our listeners. Um, yeah, fun yeah, little thing be to fun. do. Well, today we want to talk more about the the issue of abortion in our country, uh, this this atrocity that's happening in our backyard, and um, we want to start off today equipping you with another argument that's called the sled test. Mm-hmm. And so, Tyler, can you take us through and explain what the sled test is, what each of those letters S L E D stands for, and how we can use that to be equipped to talk with people about abortion? Yeah, of course. Uh, so one thing that you'll get a lot, there are some arguments where people will talk about uh, different issues based on the size of the baby, yep. the level of development, the environment, and degree of dependency. So S-L-E-D, size, level, level of, of development, development, environment, degree of dependency. Yeah. And so some people, in regards to size, if somebody says to you, well, you know, at conception – the, the egg is even, you can't even see it, you know, with the mm. naked eye. It's so small. So to kill it isn't really that big of a deal. How would you argue that about the size of the of the baby? Yeah, well, with the size of it, it's uh, when it, you kind of take that into account of thinking in general, when do we ever consider size to be a factor in whether or not someone's more hum- more or less human than another? So, like, basically, take take a professional athlete, okay, right, and then take, uh, say, your three year old son or mm-hmm. daughter, three year old child, and put them put the two together, okay, and you see, it, would you say that the athlete who's big, like bigger, like than the child, obviously, or even than you, because mm-hmm. uh, let's be honest, most professional athletes these days are like superhumans, yeah, they're humongous, we call them. Yeah. yeah, so. Does that make them more of a human being than you and me just because they're bigger than us? No. Or does it, and it doesn't make me more of a human than my kids because they're smaller than me. Yeah, right? exactly. No, human, human, being a human being isn't determined on your size. It's not. Not at all. Uh, we never if do it was, this. Shaq would the be only... more important than all of us, right? <laughs> he would. That's right. But then that's the thing. We, we compare this with nothing else other than with the unborn. People, yeah. people will just say, yeah, because it's so small and that you can't even see it, that mm-hmm. it's not a human being. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, I mean, I could go on with, like, different examples of how we yeah. don't do this. But that it, it, it's just it's, – it's insane when you really break it down and you think about it that way. Yeah, it, size doesn't equal value. It doesn't. Either way, being smaller doesn't make you more valuable either. No, it doesn't. But when they say it's so small that we can kill it because it's insignificant, they're making a judgment call that size – equals value, which is just a complete lie. Yeah, they are. And then that's the whole point of the sled tactic is to point out uh, – so if you claim that, yes, uh, the unborn becomes a human being at a certain point, well, what mm-hmm. point is that? That's the whole idea. And so yeah. that's what we're getting at. And then when you get into other areas like level of development, mm-hmm. it kind of ties in with size a little bit, except the difference here is with level of development – You. You, you think more of the idea of uh, – so if a human being is lacking in something – because uh, people would argue and say that the unborn – oh, they, they don't have everything developed yet. They don't have sure. a Their full lungs aren't mature. developed or – yeah. Yeah, uh, they don't have everything that developed. makes – that quote-unquote makes up a human being yet. That's the point though. They're in there developing. 
Exactly. <laughs> that's that's, why that's a great there, point yeah. to point out. But yeah, but then when you take it, take it even a step further and think about that, it gets into where you think, so in general, when people are missing certain biological functions or parts of themselves mm-hmm. that they say they were born without like yeah. say you're, there are people out there that were born without limbs or yeah. born without people born without brain parts i know i know a kid yeah. who was born with half a heart so is he not a human because he's not fully developed like the rest developed. of us right is that well, the idea and you can even extrapolate that into healthy um um people and and human beings like like so my 6 year old daughter mm-hmm. she is not as developed as my wife mm-hmm. because she hasn't gone through puberty yeah. So is she not a human being? Yeah, at that's six right. because then, she's not as developed. Or even uh, uh, think about it to this way: with people who go out at war and they get injured and they like lose a limb or something, and like they're missing parts of their body. Sure, are they less of a human being because they're they no. don't function like the like the typical standard of a human being? No, no, because functionality doesn't make value. No, and, it doesn't. and development doesn't make value, right? Well, but that's what you're seeing, you know, in in, in Iceland, right? Mm-hmm. They 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 were they, this report came out. They oh, were really yeah. excited because it says we've we've eradicated Down syndrome in yeah. Iceland. But what it didn't tell you is that the way they've been doing it is because any baby that they know is going to be born with Down syndrome, they abort it. Yeah. So they haven't fixed the problem. They've just killed people that were less developed or more developed, depending on how you look at mm-hmm. it, because they have an extra chromosome, right? Yeah. And so they're killing people that aren't um, developed in the way they think you should be. That's what but those that's are what still it really valuable is. human beings. Just because they're not developed in a certain way or more developed in another way, it doesn't level of development does not factor your value as a human being. So at all. size, level of development, and then what does people say? Well, environment, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're not a they're not a human until they come out of the womb. What what would you, what do you say to that? Well, uh, that's that's the crazy thing is, do we ever? contribute that as well to people who are in different environments who are already born like think about it this way like does an astronaut in space just because they're away from humans in a little pod floating around in outer space is that based on their environment and where they are located Mm -hmm. differently than every other human being because you gotta it may sound absurd yeah thinking about it but when you really compare it and really break it down and think about it it's the same thing because in this case, we're saying that, oh, because the human being okay, – so we already went over that um, size and level of development. That doesn't matter uh-huh. when it comes into being a human being. So yeah. this small, not uh, developing human being mm-hmm. is in a different environment in the womb. Yes. Is not a human being because it's in a different environment known as the womb. But the astronaut in space who's uh, fully functioning and everything – uh, up in space, yeah, he's still a human being apparently because even though he's, he's in a different environment, he's in a different environment. Yeah, our environment doesn't make us human or not. Like I've I cross the border between Arizona and California a lot, and when I'm in California, I'm no less or more of a human being than when I'm in Arizona. Uh, mm-hmm. When I'm upstairs in my house, I'm not less of a human being than if I was downstairs in my house, right? Our environment does not uh, change. Our, our location does not determine. Um, our ba- our value. If we're in a yeah. different country. Now, here's the thing. I've heard people sometimes say this. They'll say, well, the difference with the fetus is that it's in a, an environment that is um, uh, 
kind of a, a place where it can't function like we function out here, right? Mm-hmm. They can't breathe in the womb, it, all of those types of things. They need assistance from the mother, So, uh, which is true, right? So they're dependent is what it's saying. Yeah, they're dependent. Well, but but the, the analogy I like to use is my mom, she, she loves scuba diving. Mm-hmm. She's a certified scuba diver. She goes all around the world scuba diving. Uh, when she is underwater with her scuba gear, she is in an environment that's not viable for her to live mm-hmm. without the assistance of a breathing tube and air and mask and the pressurization. And so it's the same idea. So is, is my mom not a human being when she's 90 feet under the ocean? No, she no. still is because environment doesn't change our value yeah, and, you and so that. Uh, you know traveling seven inches down the birth canal doesn't magically make somebody a human being they already are a human being it's what they are not where they are yeah what they are no, not scientifically they are. they're already a human being yep so, so size we've we've taken care of that level of development environment last one is degree of dependency yeah so sometimes people will will argue that uh, it's okay to, to kill the baby because it's dependent on the mother. Its survival is dependent on the mother's nutrition and the mother's blood flow and the oxygenation. And so it's okay to kill it because it's uh, sucking life from you, mm. right? That's that's kind of the argument. Um, so the question is, if a person is dependent on something for their life, does that make them less of a human? So what are things that people outside of the womb are dependent on? Like, I'll be honest with you. I'm very dependent on food. Yeah. I kind of need it basically every day. (laughs) Right? (laughs) That's a a good point. Yeah. And then, I mean, I even had someone uh, bring this up to me. They said that uh, um, they they brought up, what about people in a coma? Yeah. Right? They're dependent on others taking care of them. Uh, Maybe even on breathing machines. Maybe on a a tube in their stomach. What um, What about diabetics? They're dependent on insulin, mm-hmm. right? Uh, what about um, college students? They're typically dependent on their parents' money. <laughs> this is the thing I've always thought of is when the baby comes out, is it less dependent on you than it was when it was in your womb? No. Oh. It cries all the time. You need to change it. You need to feed it. And then it that brings walk, out the toddler argument again too. So just because your three-year-old is a little too dependent on you – and it can't survive on its own. You know what? I, I just think I should just kill my child. That's like, the question. That's what... <laughs> it can't survive on its own. Well, what infant can survive on its own? What three-year-old can survive on its own? I mean, honestly, what 10-year-old can survive on its own? Yeah. We're, we're dependent on a lot of things. And just because we're def- dependent on something doesn't mean we're not a human being. Yeah. And so all of those arguments that come up, the sled test really helps you to take care of. It's not about the size of a person. It's not about their level of development. It's not about their environment. And it's not about their degree of dependency. Uh, we're all dependent mm-hmm. on something, right? We're all dependent on something. And it doesn't make us less of a human if we're not. Yeah. And then, I mean, and then even further than that, too, when you go into like, uh, um, at, even after taking all of these different uh, ideas and arguments into account, mm-hmm. then it comes to the point where you get people who will bring up different ideas that uh, are a little bit more emotional yeah. on that aspect. And, and it's true. They are really sad. But, w- like, what would you say in the case of someone who was raped and mm. the mother conceived the child through that? And I've been asked that before. Yeah. And and, and really, it is a tragedy. It's really sad because uh, um, 
the crime that happened to the mother, that the rapist who did this needs to be punished. We need to have yes. punishments in place for those who do that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, when, when anybody ever brings up the case of rape, I think it's it's important for us to ask, have you been raped or does somebody mm-hmm. you know have been raped? Because we want to address them as a hurt human being. It's not just about winning an argument over abortion. So we need to love them enough to say, has this yeah. happened to you? Like, if it has, I'm so sorry. Like, that is a tragedy that's horrible that's a crime and i'm not okay with that and i want to care about you as a person so i think number one your first reaction should be to ask hey aside from us arguing have you been in that situation like i don't want people harming you i love you i care about you and so that's the first question typically when i've asked people that they say no because they're just they're just throwing this this extreme case up in our face kind of yeah, to of justify abortion. And that, that's the problem with, with the rape argument is, um, first of all, rape accounts for less than half a percent mm-hmm. of the abortions done in America. It does. Less than half a percent are done because of a, a pregnancy due to rape. So um, I don't think that you should abort a child for rape. But you could say, listen, just because half less than half a percent have that, it doesn't justify the other ninety nine and a half and in fact, percent. Yeah, and in fact, even taking it a step further and even arguing back and saying, you know what, I'll grant that to you. Sure. Let's make abortion illegal for all cases except for rape. Yeah, they. But they, they would, that's, no. not, that's not where they're trying to go. Because that's for. not the point. So they're so, using the extreme. It's a smoke to justify. Is is. Yes, yeah. and they're using that extreme example to justify the ninety nine. Point five plus percent of other abortions, which we don't do that for anything. No, we don't at all. And so you can't do that. But I don't think that rape. Um, now it's it's definitely uh, an emotional subject to talk about because a crime was com- committed, and the the result of the crime is an innocent baby. It is the yeah. baby didn't do anything, right? It's a byproduct of something that their parent did, and so. I always like to ask people when they say, you know, because sometimes people say, yeah, I was raped or I know somebody mm-hmm. was raped. You got to ask, did they catch the rapist? Like, was justice served? Mm-hmm. Did that guy get in trouble for his crime? Because I think that there should be justice. Yeah, and because we live in a society where we punish the person who conflicted the crime on others, not the victim. Yes, and that's that's the case here. You can't punish a 10-year-old because their dad robbed the bank. Yeah. You don't kill the the 10-year-old because their dad's a criminal. Mm-hmm. We should go after the people who committed the crime. And it's the same with it's the same with rape. Uh, you know, and again, it's not something that the woman shows. It happened to her, but it also happened to the child. Mm-hmm. And so with that, there's um the idea that you can't punish a kid for the crimes of their dad. We don't do that in any other place, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, that that's important. And, and with that, you can trot out the toddler and say, okay, so if a kid was conceived in rape and is three years old and the mom is tired of looking at it, can she just kill it? And people say, no, of course not. Mm. Why? Because that's a human being. Okay. And then you go back to, well, what's the unborn? And you can go yeah, through the sled exactly. test. Go, you can through go through it again. The scientific evidence. But that's that's the idea with rape. Now, again, the baby was produced in a horrific way. Yeah, of course. But the baby is innocent. The baby didn't do anything. So you can't punish the child for the crimes of their parents. Mm-hmm. We don't do that. That's, that's unjust. And yeah. so I think that that helps uh, uh, with... 
with this idea of rape. Now, the other thing that gets brought up sometimes is, well, what about in the case of incest? Mm -hmm. Now, let's think about what they're asking here. So incest, first of all, is is disgusting, right? Yeah. Um, but the argument is insinuating that because of a person's heredity, it's justifiable to kill them because of their heredity, because of who their parents are, and the fact that their parents were close relatives. Yeah. It's justifiable to kill them. Now, we're, we're against incest because it produces um, deformities in human beings, mm -hmm. right? And so we think knowing that... Um, and it's just gross, and it's against the law, and mm -hmm. it's weird. You shouldn't marry your sister, no. right? And so incest is a bad idea because it produces um, a lot of issues. Yeah. Um, however, if it happens, which it shouldn't, uh, man, I do not want it to happen, but there's perverted people in the world. Mm -hmm. And so if it does happen, <clears throat> do you punish the kid because of their heredity or because they might have deformities? No, a human being with deformities is still a human being, right? That goes back to yeah. level of development or degree of dependency. Yeah. Just because yeah, they have deformities doesn't mean they're not a human. Mm -hmm. So you can't kill them because they're a human being. And, and when I think about it, uh, you know, history is littered with regimes who killed people because of their heredity. It is. Oh, you have a Jewish heredity? No, don't. <laughs> Oh, you know, you're you're you know the whole Hutu and Tutsi thing in Rwanda. Oh, your heredity is this tribe? No, we'll kill you because of that. Mm -hmm. And so incest is is um, it has a real yuck factor. It does, right? Yeah. It's it's an icky thing to talk about. But the child didn't do anything, mm -hmm. and uh, you can't kill people for their heredity. Even if they're going to have mal malfunctions, right? Even if they're going to have deformities, they're still a human being. And you think about people who've had deformities in the past, right? Like you think about like uh, John Merrick, right? He was the elephant man. Mm -hmm. he, he was a human being. He had really bad deformities on his on his head and, and, and arms, right? He, he had issues. But that didn't mean he wasn't a human being. He wasn't an animal. No. He was a human. And just because people will have um, uh, de deformities they're still human beings and we need to treat them with value because of what they are, not because of how they function or because how uh, much they align with, with normalcy. They're yeah, still human course. beings. So the rape and incest arguments, they're a little different than choice or it's my body or you know finances um, because there's an emotional factor there. Mm -hmm. but, but the argument still stands that you can't kill an innocent human being. Yeah. Now, there's one last case that I think is really uh, tough, and it's the risk of a mother's life, mm -hmm. right? And that is a very difficult um, topic, and there, there's, a, there's so many intricacies and so many different scenarios that could occur. Um, but when people say, well, what if, what if you know for sure that either the baby lives or the mom lives? What do you do? Well, uh, in that case, actually um, – you know, the, the crazy thing about this is I've, uh, I even, I know some people who have gone through this and it's, mm -hmm. uh, it's really sad when this happens. But the thing is, is I think that in this case, this should only be the, the one thing that defines what an abortion is. Mm. Because the real reason we do this is because uh, I think this is the only one and only case that abortion should be acceptable is because regardless of the situation, mm -hmm. uh, this, what they're talking about here with this argument is usually from the case of an atopic pregnancy. And that's where, 
the the baby is being developed outside the womb yes. to where every case you see with this though the the baby will never survive it's not the right environment for the baby to survive it's not they yep. won't survive so it, the it's baby impossible is, is going to die yes but the thing is if you don't abort it it will kill the mother so so the choice we have here mm -hmm. is kill one person mm -hmm. to save another or let two people die yeah and, and that that's when when you put it and again highly emotional very distressing choice for parents to make but when it's put into that um that mindset of okay either i save one person's life or i lose two people's life I think it's it's kind of a non-question. You save the life you can save. Yeah, right? of course. I think that that's huge. Now, again, th that's when you know for sure it's going to happen. There's there's sometimes cases where okay, it's it's risky for you to have this baby. You should you know, and doctors a lot of times will say, well, just abort it. Mm -hmm. But moms will say, no, listen. Even if I'll die and I can I can have this child and and let them live, right? Yeah. If if the baby's in the womb and it's developing healthy. Um, I know I know stories of people who have chosen to yeah this probably will kill me to have this kid but I'm going to give my life for my child mm. and that I mean and that's a tough decision to make right it is yeah um, but it's it's selfless it's like what Jesus did for us he gave it his life so that we could have life yeah um, and so again those scenarios aren't as cut and dry it's not for sure a hundred percent you'll die and the child will live you know those again there's so many factors that go into this but um, when you know you know like you said um, mm -hmm. that the child is going to die for sure hundred um, percent and that if you let it continue the mother's gonna die yeah um, you, you, you're making a choice of let two people die or, or save, save one, one by killing the other. Yeah. Yes, and 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 I think when you're put into that horrible situation, the the only choice you should make is to save the life you can save. Yeah. Again, uh, very sad, very hard. Being put in those moral dilemmas like that aren't pleasant mm -hmm. at all. People no. who've gone through that, I, I just feel for them. Uh, you know, and and when you're in scenarios like that with people, you know, you do what Scripture says. You know, you weep with those who weep. You're sad with them. You mourn with them at mm -hmm. the loss of this this fertilized egg, this human being's yeah. life. Um, and and you just you pray a lot. You seek the Lord in that. Um, but the right choice is to save the life of a person you can. Yeah, of course. Difficult that's... as it is, that's that's the right choice. But I think that I think that this 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 issue of abortion is just it's so bad. And honestly, we're just so used to it because it's been going on for forty years. And um, it's just yeah. so many, so many, so many millions, 56 plus million human beings have been killed, mostly in the name of convenience. Yeah. It's not because of rape. It's not because of incest. It's because of I'm just not ready or I don't think I can afford it or I already have too many kids or I want to go to school. Um, it's just selfish motivations that have killed 56 plus million American mm -hmm. people largest genocide of all time and we're living in the middle of it and so as as Christians we have to stand up we have to do justice right we have yeah. to do justice and so there are ways that we can get involved mm -hmm. with um, with this issue right <clears throat> number one I think how you vote is really important 
Yeah, <laughs> you of course. Should. Voting for people that are pro-choice, it just baffles me. Like, why why will you say, yes, let's continue killing a child every 30 seconds in our country? Yeah, that's not. That is just crazy to me. So I think how you vote, convincing other people on how to vote. But there's also some really great organizations that you can support financially or you can volunteer time for. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, Save the Storks? Yeah, Save the Storks is an awesome organization. They have uh, they have this uh, ministry that they've been running for a long time now. What they do is they uh, they go through fundraising with other churches and uh, um, gather it up just from the community to where uh, they buy the buy out these buses that have um, that have ultrasound technology on it and um, different like the actual qualified technicians on there who are there to take care who are qualified in their field to take care of babies and to take care of mothers who are uh, in the pre- um, in different stages of pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And so what they do with that, though, is they take those buses outside of Planned Parenthoods, and whenever a mother comes by who is about to walk into the clinic, they stop them there and they ask them uh, graciously and with love, and they say, hey, uh, do you want to come inside and have a free ultrasound so you can see your baby? And then uh, I, I'm trying to remember the statistic. Oh, yeah, right there. It's uh, four out of five women who get inside of a Stave the Stork bus after being fully informed and after they see their baby, they choose to keep the baby. Four out of Four five. Four out of five. So think, okay, so let's think about this. That's 80%. 80% of women who just step in the bus choose to either. So there's women, they're going into Planned Parenthood because they have an They're on their way to get an abortion. Pregnancy. They're on their way to get advice and counsel and probably an abortion. And Save the Stork mm-hmm. pulls up in their bus and says, hey, we'll do everything for free in here. For free. Which, which a lot of people don't know this, but Planned Parenthood charges for everything. They do, yeah. It costs, I think, between three and $600, depending on where you are, to have an abortion. It does. They even charge for pregnancy tests. Well, that's more than More than like Walgreens charges to yeah. buy one. It's and crazy. So, so Save the Storks is there. They park in the parking lot. They say, hey, <clears throat> come in to, to our bus. We'll do an ultrasound on you for free. And 80% of the women who go into their buses choose to keep their child. Mm-hmm. They're literally saving lives every day. Yeah, it's crazy. This is, so this organization, Save the Storks, is a great place to financially support. I would encourage you, go to their website. It's savethestorks.com, and you can sign up and you can donate money. And they're raising finances to get buses. They want to get buses in, in every uh, major city in America yeah. so they can outfit it with pregnancy centers so that they can go and they can do this. Um, and, and I like what their name is for it, Save the Storks. Mm-hmm. It's not Save the Babies. Right, it's save the baby the carriers carrier. because they always follow up with the mom, you. even if they choose to go through with an abortion. Yeah, even if they had an abortion, they still seek. They them follow and they up help them and they counseling. care about them and they share the gospel with them. Um, just a quality organization that's having tremendous results in in snatching babies out of the grip of death. Mm. I mean, that's literally what they're doing. They are they are pulling babies out of the fire. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable ministry. So I would really encourage every listener to go help support Save the Storks. See how you can get involved in a ministry too. Yeah. See how you can volunteer with them and be a part of that. Uh, another uh, local organization that we love here at the church is Choices Pregnancy Center of Greater Phoenix. Yeah, um, They do tremendous work. One of the things, Tyler, they have uh, four centers now across the valley. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I follow them on Facebook. And um, 
what they do is when they have a mom come in who chooses to keep her kid, they put a life alert update on their Facebook and just show you, hey, another life was saved today. Oh, that's cool. And I'm telling you, like, every day I'm seeing them. That's awesome. I mean, it's amazing. Or this woman had twi- was having twins and she chose to keep her kids. Wow, that's great. Uh, and they support moms through uh, counseling, but they also have classes just on how to um, get equipped to, to put a resume together, how to get a yeah, job. Yeah, that's cool. They also have classes for dads. Yeah, I heard about that. Because they say a lot of times the dads are kind of left out in the cold, so they have classes for that. They have mm-hmm. ways that people can get involved uh, in serving. They have um, uh, like kind of a store with, with baby clothes mm-hmm. and toys that moms can go to. And, and again, everything there is free. Completely free. Completely They don't charge a single they dime don't charge for a anything. Single, no, for nothing. And you, you compare that with Planned Parenthood. So Planned Parenthood is funded by the government with millions. Yeah. Plus, they charge for all of their services. Yeah, that government funding, oh, that's, that's what people don't realize. The government funding doesn't go towards paying for the cost of the parent for their abortion. No. It goes towards just paying Planned Parenthood. That's it. They yeah. just get more money. They're a they don't give it back to the, computi- to the community. No, they they're making money. And you can go online and yeah. look at their financials and see how many millions they're making No, they're, they, they're not doing a service. No. To, uh, only to themselves. They're, that's yes, it. They're extorting poor people is what they're doing. That's what they're they doing. Because they put Planned Parenthoods mm-hmm. in poor areas and then they mm-hmm. charge people exorbitant amounts of money in order to kill their child. Yeah. And they, and they convince them too that that's, that's the only option. And so with all that, um, the, the pregnancy centers, Christian-based pregnancy centers, and a lot of people don't know this, there are three times as many Christian and, yeah. pregnancy centers as there are Planned Parenthoods in America. That's so think about this. Without government funding, with just the Christian community, without, with just the church supporting these ministries... We are three times Bigger. more involved, three times as big. Uh, so you say, man, the church is doing something about this. And yeah. that's great. But and we no, can, you can we see can it too. More. Yeah, the statistics are showing even that abortion's been declining in the yep. past years and that um, uh, more and more Planned Parenthoods are being shut down every year. And it's, it's been amazing. It, is, it has been amazing. And we want to continue to be a part of that. So we'd encourage you listeners, uh, go, go to SaveTheStorks.com. Go to CPCOfGreaterPhoenix.com and get involved. Go serve. Mm-hmm. They, they'll train you to be a counselor at CPC, and then you can be on the front lines with moms who come in. They don't know what to do. You know, they're, yeah. they're 18 years old. They don't know what to do. And you can be there to help them see the value of life and that their child is important and that they're they're a, a, a valuable human being and that the, they need to have this kid. So you can do phenomenal work on the front lines. You can do mm-hmm. phenomenal work through supporting them financially, through praying for them. There's ways that we can see an end to abortion in our country. Yeah, and don't be afraid at all to um, to get involved and then to, to talk to people about this in your community because, um, I mean, go, go back and listen to our podcast that we had uh, on relativism. Uh, it's it, The thing is, is that we should impose these ideas on other people because mm-hmm. we're saving lives by doing this. Yep. We and 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 law is just imposed morality. It all is. That's all that law is in morality. general. And so the question doesn't become you shouldn't impose your morality on me. That's what laws are. <laughs> the question should be what morals are true. 
Yeah. And human beings are valuable because we're made in God's image. We have intrinsic value because of what we are, not because of what we accomplish mm -hmm. or how developed we are or what environment we're in. We're valuable because of what we are. And as that, we can't let the marginalized in society be annihilated. Mm -hmm. And that's what abortion is doing. It's, it's marginalizing the fetus. It's dehumanizing the unborn in order that we can kill it and not feel bad about it. It's what Nazi Germany did. It's what a lot of evil regimes have done. You dehumanize a group so you can do atrocious things to them and not feel too bad about it. We can't be about that. We need to stand for truth. We need to be loving. We need to do justice like the Bible tells us to do, to do justice in our society. And although this isn't uh, on the front page of the news every day, it's happening in our backyard. Thousands. We, yeah, behind closed doors, we just don't see it. But every 30 seconds, a... A human being is killed in America, usually in the name of convenience or in the name of I can't afford it right now. Mm. It's it's such a tragedy. And so hopefully we can help people to see this. Hopefully we can we can move into this space and help people understand the value of these unborn babies. Um, but also recognize, and this is really important, mm. that uh, there's people in our church who've had abortions. There are. There there are people in our schools who've had abortions. There are people in our families probably who've had abortions. It's so prevalent. 56 million. That's a lot of people who've had abortions. Yeah. Um, and so with that, we need to be loving and compassionate. We need to talk about the reconciliation, forgiveness, redemption of Jesus Christ, healing that can come through that. Because uh, a lot of times moms realize how horrendous it is they don't forget about those babies they always remember this was the day my baby was supposed to be born they would have been 25 years old right now they never it forget haunts that. Yeah. them it haunts them um, there's a ton of other problems that come with the actual procedure but the emotional damage done is just horrendous and so we we can't we shouldn't be about just condemning these people who are already crushed we should be about loving and, and caring for and supporting people who've made a bad decision, horrible decision, mm -hmm. but who God loved. I, I think back into the Bible. You remember in the name of convenience, King David stole another guy's wife and then killed him. Yeah. Right? In the name of convenience, in the name of my wants, my desires, what I care about, he did something that affected so many other people and resulted in a murder. And God forgave him. And God loved him, and God still had a plan for him. And so if you're out there listening to this today and, and you've had an abortion, um, we, we don't want to um, skirt around the truth. It's, it's, a, it's an awful thing, um, but you know that. And the truth of it is is that God loves you and God cares about you and God brings forgiveness and he brings redemption and he can bring healing um, and that all of us have made bad choices and all of us fall short of God's glory and all of us have sinned. But Jesus came to heal and to reconcile and to fix those problems. Um, and so if you're out there today and you're in that situation, just know that God loves you, cares about you, and wants to, wants to work in your life to bring healing and bring redemption through uh, the choices that you've made in your past. Mm -hmm. Well, Tyler, it's been fun talking today. Yeah, it's um, been great. Hopefully this helps you guys as listeners just to be equipped to talk about this mm -hmm. issue. Don't shy away from it. You're prepared with knowing what is the unborn. 
tried out the toddler tactic, knowing the evidences that we have, the sled test, the scientific ideas of what makes something alive, what makes it distinct, what makes it human. Yeah. Use these to talk with your friends and family and neighbors so that we can eradicate this this horrendous genocide that's been happening in our country. And please uh, send us questions or anything else that you want to know. Because um, I know that the, we um, we covered a lot here. So if there's uh, anything that you feel that we didn't address, uh, anything that you want answers on at all in regards to any of the topic, uh, any of the topics we've gone over, uh, please reach out to us and just uh, we we will we will respond to every single one of the um, questions that you guys ask of us in our podcast. So yep, if you look on our uh, if you're listening on SoundCloud or on iTunes, uh, my my email address is on there. You can just contact us. It's Robbie, so it's R O B B Y at D S C church.com and we would love to answer any questions that you have about any of the topics we've covered today or about any future topics questions you have concerns objections uh we would love to interact with you as our audience yeah that'd be great yeah well thanks for joining us today on christ culture and coffee we will see you next time all right you have been listening to christ culture and coffee a podcast ministry of desert springs community church in goodyear arizona For more information, visit our website at dscchurch.com.